Welcome to Open All Ours, the QPR podcast. Uh, you can probably tell it's not David Fraser this evening. Um, he hasn't got coronavirus. I think he's got some childcare virus issues. Um, but we are joined by James, a, a wonderful patron of ours. Hello. Uh, nice to meet you for the first time. Thank you for joining us, James. Have you been on before? I have. I think this is my fourth time. Wow. So, so a long-term patron. Yep. Thanks a lot for your support. And uh, I think I did say last week that uh, we needed cables bought. And I think we've had some responses and some money for the cables. So Excellent. good to know <laughs> that it works. And Chris Charles. Hi, how are you doing? You haven't been in a while. You've been uh, globetrotting. I have, yes. I've been, well, I've been back a while. But yeah, I was in uh, Vegas for World of Fury, which was quite fun. Quite manic, but quite fun. Yeah. Um, did you go in the casinos? Well, the hotel's a casino. Oh, so you can't escape. It's the MGM. So, yeah, basically most of the hotels are like that. You've got bedrooms upstairs in the casino. You just come down. So you made no money that week, didn't you? No. (laughs) Is it true they take away the clocks? You don't know what time it is and you just stay the whole day there? Well, it's funny you used to say I didn't see a clock. There you go. (laughs) There you go. I mean, I wasn't looking for one, but I didn't see one. And it's always dark. Yeah, it, it's so weird because you come down at eight in the morning for breakfast and we, we're getting ready to work. You know, it wasn't, whatever people think, it wasn't a jolly. Um, and yeah, like the music's blaring out and people are still, weird. people look like they've been stuck there since like the day before. <laughs> it's just, and everyone's smoking. It's just like, oh, it's surreal. Oh, you smoke inside? Oh yeah, everyone's got a fag on the wow. go, yeah. And yeah. you stay in the MGM? Yes. Oh, yeah. wow. Was it nice? Yeah, it was all right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And now back to coronavirus blighting. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And then, yeah, just to, to plug it, we've got another big fight, Daniel Dubois against Joe Joyce, so we're now working on that one on April Available 11th. on BT Sport. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Box office, yeah. So um, we will touch on all things viruses later because there's been some big news today in the Football League world in terms of that, which I'm sure a lot of you would have seen on Twitter and BBC Sport, etc. But let's kick things off by talking about the Preston game. Uh, we all sort of just had a little chat now. None of us went. Uh, I think uh, quite a few people who would normally go to a lot of the away games in that sort of direction decided not to go. Mainly, I think Preston's home form is pretty spectacular and it's a long trip and it was cold on the weekend. But um, it seems like a lot of people missed out. I mean, I think that was a fantastic game. I think it was 40 years or something since we've won yeah, there. Yeah, 40 years, yeah. So, I mean, that's before my lifetime, to be honest. So... Uh, but Matt, I mean, second, well, first off, uh, I think we struggled to stay in the game, really, to be honest. Um, but having stayed in the game, second off, we were like a different side, to be honest. Um, Manning's goal, I, I could watch that again and again, to be honest. It's a screamer. Um, but no, a great performance all round, I think, really. And, and great character, obviously, to come, come back from that. And having a man sent off as well, I think... Uh, a good day all, all round, really, in, in that respect, you know. Yeah, well, well like you said, I mean, uh, like we all said, I wasn't there. I was basically following it on Loft for Words. <laughs> quick, club, quick plug for Clive there. And uh, there's a guy in there called Brian McCarthy who provides these uh, comprehensive updates. So so big shout out to him and thanks for keeping us in the game. I mean, I must admit, uh, like, one nil down, it sounded like we were playing dreadful, like the worst all season, you know, um, uh, I'm sure there's a bit of competition for that, but that's what it sounded like. Then to go a goal down, I thought, well, first of all, I thought, well, that's it. Then to have a man sent off, you think it's curtains. Then I think yeah. they hit the bar afterwards. Um, yeah, they hit the post in the first sort of five the minutes. F- yeah. yeah. 
Um, so, like you said, I mean, the character did... It was interesting what Ryan Manning said. Um, they were in the dressing room at half-time, and he didn't say the manager had a go at us, and, you know, like, like normally happens. He said, we all had a discussion, a frank discussion amongst ourselves, which I thought was very... I, I think that was probably quite heated. Yeah, I'm sure it was. Yeah. But it's the fact that it's not them sitting in silence as the manager, like in the true Neil Warnock yeah. style, the manager dishes, dishes out the bollocking. They're all, like, basically talking to each other about how they can improve things. Again, a couple of inspired substitutions um, turned the game. I mean, aside from the goal, it sounded like Manning didn't have the best of games. But then you've got the usual suspects, Manning, Bright, Chair, when he yeah. came on. Um, and, and Barber in defence, again, I think was pretty good. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, and I think we did we did mention how much of an impact he's had. Uh, Warburton's been banging on about the fact that, you know, obviously when you've got a, a naturally left-sided centre-back, it makes a huge difference. And having him back has been had a really positive impact on the team. The substitutions were, you know, fantastic. Luke Amos coming on for Don Ball, who has had a really, really great past couple of games, but obviously defensively minded and... Um, Warburton want to switch things up and then chair coming on for Mark Pugh. And I did watch the club interview with Warburton after the game and he said something similar to what Manning said, which was the coaches left the room and let the players kind of chat about what they wanted to uh, change. And obviously it worked. And I think a lot of praise has to go to Warburton. And he took a bit of a risk, really, because he said that he was thinking about bringing on Todd Kane after Jeff Cameron got that second yellow, which looked pretty well deserved. Um, And he decided not to, which, you know, away from home, a goal down. It was an interesting decision, but it changed the game. And um, yeah, they reaped the rewards. Yeah, I think with that decision, it's it's one of those. And I think if we'd have lost, I, I think to be honest, one nil down, ten men. It, I think we all expected it to be two or three. Mm-hmm. And I don't think any we'd have had a moan, but I don't think anyone. It, it, I think it was much better to stick than twist. Uh, to say that again, twist, <laughs> twist than stick. But I, yeah, Barbe, I think he's lost. I've actually got his stats here. I think he's in the games he's played, he's lost three out of twenty. And it reads, uh, what's his And play? probably those three are ones where he gave away penalties well, or someone yeah. got sent off. <laughs> but it's one drawn, lost, lost, one, 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 lost, one, one, drawn, drawn, one, drawn, one, drawn, one. There you go. And is, um, <laughs> is coming from behind going to be a new thing for us? Obviously, well. Stoke and Birmingham. Birmingham, we ended up yeah. giving away the, the three points in the last minute. But against Stoke, we came from two goals behind. Is this a new thing for us? Well, I hope so, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll, t- I'll take that. I don't care we, I don't I care mean, if we go in front, if we go behind. doesn't matter how you win, does no, it? No, absolutely. Um, but but it's, it's funny now that the, the talk has once again moved to the playoffs because, uh, you know, football fans... It's the, fo- it's the hope that kills you. Well, it is. <laughs> I mean, I think, think football fans are a strange breed. I mean, you can spend hours staring at a table, staring at the fixtures until you come up with the permutations. It means your side can either go up, won't go down, make the playoffs. Yeah. And I think we've all been doing a bit of that. You think, you mean these, these next two games are fairly winnable, yeah. famous last words. You go into Fulham on the back of three straight wins and, I don't know, it suddenly becomes interesting. And also, you know, who knows what's going to happen with coronavirus. So we'll move on to that small yeah, yeah. thing because that could have a massive impact on the season. And with what's happened today, the news that Nottingham Forest's owner has announced on Instagram that he has coronavirus and he was with the team on Friday ahead of their um, big defeat to Millwall. Obviously, shout out Matt Smith for the hat-trick. So this could have a massive impact on the league, not only you know whether or not games 
uh, played behind closed doors, whether the whole league is cancelled, which is what it's looking like could happen in Italy with Serie A, or just for Forest and potentially Millwall, who end up having loads of players out or not being able to fill the team, or how might this affect the league? It's it's you know it could be huge, it could be minimal. We don't really know well, yet. I mean, one way it could affect it is that Forest legitimately might not be able to fulfil their fixtures, and which mm. is going to throw everything into turmoil. Yeah. I haven't studied their fixtures in detail. But it's it's already happening. Italy, they're saying they might not be able to finish the season. So what do you do? Do you, you give it to Juventus, who are like one point clear? I mean, there'd, there'd be that, lawsuits that, all over the shop. That doesn't seem fair, then, does it? Really? No, you know, we, I mean, I, I just don't. I, I think finishing the league now—that's not fair to anyone, really, is it? I mean, Leeds would be happy. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the old bottlers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I, I just don't think that's fair on anyone, really, is it? Because as you say, the league doesn't lie after the end of the season. Mm. No, I mean, it's all ifs, buts and probabilities. We don't know what's going to happen. But the, the Serie A look, does, does look like a real possibility. Yeah. That So, I mean, for once, there's actually a few teams in the mix there. Um, and like, but so do you, you think, you know, let's hypothetically imagine that, let's see, Forrest will be uh, a due to play Sheffield Wednesday this weekend. Now, they're an absolute dire straight. So let's say they win that game, depending how many of their players do or don't get the virus. Then they're due to play Huddersfield, Bristol City and Derby. They're all teams in and around them, not not necessarily Huddersfield. Now, if they lose to those teams, that could help us. Oh, I see what you're going or, <laughs> or if Derby County lose to Nottingham Forest or that, what I'm saying is these are teams that are in and around QPR. So if Millwall get the virus, they're above <laughs> us in the, in the, in the run to the playoffs. I don't think we're going to make the playoffs, but I'm just trying to say, well, I devil's mean, advocate, how could this virus positively affect QPR. Well, combining the two, I think there's probably more chance of finding a packet of bog roll in Sainsbury's at the moment than us making the playoffs. But, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, you don't want to get in the playoffs by, by people like being seriously ill uh, in an ideal world. Um, but, but yeah, you're right. I, 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 yeah, Forrest Mill, yeah, you're right, because they, they were all on the pitch together. I, well, they're not allowed to shake hands, are they, no. I don't think? Well, but, this is the problem, right? At Wimbledon on Saturday where I was working, and this is why I think, you know, and I know David's probably, I think he's tweeted about it, the fact that the whole thing is a bit of a PR stunt because there was this whole not shaking hands at the beginning of the game, final whistle, embracing each other like oh, you've really? never seen, <laughs> hugs, slaps on the back, high fives, you know, practically rubbing each other's faces and the sweat. But it, but so the whole thing was just embarrassing, really. But isn't that just players like uh, being too stupid and forgetting as soon as the whistle goes? <laughs> well, also mid-game, they're in contact all the time. Well, you know, they're hitting they're, each other. They're, they're all gobbing on the floor yeah, as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The whole thing was ridiculous. So, you know, there was this big show on television of players walking past each other in the tunnel or in the warm-up, you know, when you do the the fair play handshake or whatever. But actually, it's completely meaningless. But well, but when he says PR stunt, I didn't really quite get what PR stunt by who and, and, to, and to, for what purpose? Like, well, in terms of trying to say to the public, don't oh, shake see. hands, you, you know, yeah, okay. think about your hand health, because there's this whole thing about how's the right way to wash your hands. So yeah. it's this sort of image of everyone needs to, you know, be careful of who you're shaking hands with. But at the end of the day, that it's, it's a waste of time because you're going to, you know, it's football, like it's, it's sport. Yeah. You're going to be getting pretty clo- up close and personal with each other for, for the whole game. Now, I think the Forest thing is really interesting and we touched a little bit on um, how that's going to affect uh, that situation but as well as um, 
kind of how it might affect results, there's the issue of the financial implications of having to play behind closed doors. And I know Accrington Stanley's chairman, I think it was, was on the radio and he's obviously really worried. And his main fear was not uh, the financial impact, but the fact that they get around 3,000 fans, of which a large chunk are quite old. Oh. And if there was to be something, you know, one one or two people at the ground who have the virus and it spreads among an older crowd, he's worried about losing some of his fan base long term. Well, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, you can, I mean, everyone's seen the, the jokes about, you know, the bottles of Corona beer and the Americans not drinking that. And But obviously, you know, people are dying and, and it does, does tend to be older people. Mm. So there is... Clearly, a ser- and, and clearly, to use the old cliche, I mean, that's much bigger than a game of football, you know. But mm. um, but do we think there would be some sort of um, compensation for well, the EFL for no. loss of gate well, receipts? They're in uncharted territory, aren't they, really? Because I can't think of anything else. Well, that, there was the foot and mouth virus, wasn't there, a few years ago? But I, I don't, the swine flu, the but swine I flu. never really got to this stage There's never football. been like a pandemic like this. Mm. Um, I, yeah, and you know, clearly, I'm no expert. <laughs> I'm not. A, I'm not a doctor, but um, yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I just, I think ev- everyone's just like holding their breath and, and 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 waiting to see what happens because, like, you know, over here, clearly, it's nowhere near as bad as Italy. But then Italy only took literally a few days before it went mad. Mm. So, I mean, as you can tell, I'm waffling here because I really don't know. Well, what's the thing happen. is, we talked about the accounts last week, and um, obviously, ignore the the Watford fifth round because that was about half a million quid that we won't be getting this year, that's for sure. But probably about three to four, you know, maybe three million pounds, which we get in total from gate receipts. Now, that's of across the whole season, obviously. Uh, say we we've got you know lose, I think we've got another what three or four home games left. So um, if we don't play those... But, well, the other, the flip side of that is, um, do you refund the season ticket holders who've already forked out for all those games? I mean, that's, um, you know, you can... You, you we've got can, three home games left, sorry. So we've got Wednesday, uh, Mill. Sorry, Wednesday, yeah, Millwall, and obviously the Fulham game next weekend. OK. Uh, I mean, the Fulham game's a big one, and if that doesn't go ahead, that's a lot of money yeah. to lose. Well, it's also because we're doing the Tiger Feet walk, yeah, exactly. walk that day. Save me getting up <laughs> the at Tiger Feet coronavirus yeah, walk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, well, the advice is to stay avoid large crowds, isn't it? So I think if I stick in the lower loft, I should be all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go in the family area. Yeah, yeah, There'll be no yeah. one there around yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. Do you not think though the uh, the league are just waiting for the government to? To, yeah, because I, I think they want to be led. They yeah. they don't want to make that decision themselves, do they? Well, I think the government can actually just tell them and just exactly and, and just say. But I, I don't know. It is. It's, it's a suck it and see. Because they don't at the really moment, know what it? to do, do they? To be quite. But frank. this forest thing could blow everything up, though. I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, I, I, because that's going to be on the back pages now as well as the front pages. The players are all going to, you know, anyone who's, you know been in contact with the Forest players after the game, yeah. you know, it, it's... And I think I did read that uh, Forest are having a meeting with the EFL, you know, as we speak. Behind so closed it, doors, yeah, presumably. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so in a, in a cleansed and anti-backed room. Uh, so I imagine, you know, by um, 
Wednesday tomorrow there will be a decision made on on how things move going forward. Pep Guardiola has come out to say he doesn't he does he would rather play no games than play behind closed doors. Yeah. Obviously it is a bit weird. Um I don't think the players enjoy it either and the atmosphere is quite strange. And then, no. It's a bit like watching QPR play a Carabao Cup League Cup. <laughs> <laughs> you can hear the managers and the players yeah. talking to each other. So well, it's, it's more like a training session, isn't it? Fundamentally. Yeah. And that's and no it, good for anyone. I don't and think. it does take away that advantage you've got of, of of, of having the home support and, and the away support. I mean, you know, we've, we've seen, you know, quite a good few away followings at QPR who've, who've you know, really sort of taken the ground over. And I would imagine Millwall will be doing the same when they come along yeah. in a week or two. Um, but yeah, it's, yeah, I, I don't see it. I, I know it sounds really shallow, but I don't know when, when you bring sport into it and you hear about forest, it suddenly makes it all a bit more real, you yeah. know, a bit more yeah. close yeah. to home. Yeah. And I, when you, you always sort of think, that you're quite far removed from it, especially as it started literally on the other side of the world. Mm. So you never quite realise actually what happens when it gets this far. And yeah, yeah. I think what's the situation in Italy has been a bit of a wake-up call for everyone. And the fact that this morning the whole country was on lockdown is a bit of an eye-opener. So we'll have to we'll have to wait and see how it affects the, the rest of the season. Yeah. Barnsley this Barnsley. weekend. Wow. A team, a team that QPR have a have a good record yeah, against. Apart from this season. Apart yeah. from this season, <laughs> yeah. but I did have a look, and they haven't QPR haven't lost back to back against them since 1950. Right. So right. them doing the double over us is pretty rare. Yeah, but you could have said that about Preston on Saturday. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's so true. We, we've broken a couple of long-standing yeah. records over the last, you know, a couple of years. I, I'd be I'd be fairly confident. Like I say, I mean. I just wanted to uh, go back. I know, you know, go back to the football for a bit. But, uh, <laughs> but Eze, again, you know, from just from the highlights I saw on Saturday, was like pulling the strings. Yeah. Great performance. Um, I, I don't know. He almost sometimes seems to be performed better away from home. I don't know if that's because um, less people, like there's less pressure or, well, I don't know. He plays well everywhere. But yeah. I mean, um, he, I, you know, I was at Stoke when he played there and he had another brilliant performance there. Um, but I just saw something from. Um, Jamie Redknapp in one of newspaper columns just like bigging him up now, saying, "Watch out for is a uh, Championship club done a tremendous job of nurturing him. Suspect we'll see him in the Premier League sooner rather than later." So uh, people are starting to take notice, and it's yeah. just I just wonder for you guys how, how much it seems inevitable he's going to go. How what's the least you would take for him? Twelve million pounds. Really? Yeah. Fifteen. See, I'd go 20. <laughs> that's your least. I mean, I would love 20 million quid, but I, I think that's I don't reaching know, that's a little bit. And also, I know I've talked to lots of people about this, and if you look at Bright versus Eze, Eze is not as versatile as Bright, unfortunately. Eze needs a team to be built around him, and that's why I think he will be devalued a little bit, because Bright can slot into a lot of you Premier League teams. You could put him, you could put him anywhere, yeah. right? And he can slot in really easily. I think that's what makes him a more valuable asset. And I think Eze is kind of less yeah less versatile and will will require a team that's willing to build around him and that's why a team like Palace could work well because if someone like Zaha leaves then Eze can fill that slot in a slightly different way yeah I don't know I just think Eze is class I think he'll I I, I think he can overcome that I think he's such a good player and I, I, do, I do think he's like you know one of these once in a lifetime talent certainly at Loftus Road I think Bright is brilliant he's come on leaps and bounds um but I, I, I and I, I don't think he's in the same class as Eze personally. I mean, you know, it's, they're very different sorts of players. Very different. Sorts absolutely, of players. yeah. And but but I think I think Eze's just a little bit further ahead of Bright. You know, he's played a hundred odd games for QPR now. Um, 
I'd be disappointed to see either of them go. I think I'm resigned to seeing as they go. Keeping hold of Bright is, I mean, I'd want ten million for him, and you're going to say four. Or oh no, I would like, <laughs> oh, I would no, like, no. I would like Bright to stick around for another year. It's just unfortunate that we haven't got the contract situation sorted, and I, so there, his value is is weakened because of that. But we're victims of our own success because even Chair now, you know, you, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, he, 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 people who have come to watch Eze are going to notice Bright, and people who've come to watch Bright are going to notice Chair, and, and people who come to watch Chair are going to notice Barbe. Do you know what I mean? It's We've got so many good players. We're quite blessed, But really. do you not think we'll definitely lose Bright as a... I'm almost resigned that we're going to lose both of them in the summer. I think yeah, it is I leaning so, towards yeah. that now. I wish it wasn't the case, but it is leaning towards that now. But in which case, I don't know if we would get £10 million for Bright, because it is a little bit soon is to it, be yeah. but cashing I, in that much on a player like him. But I it all depends on whether they've got clauses in their contracts, um, you know, because if so, then the clauses would have been put... You know, and a while back when they're probably not flourishing well, as, as much in, as they um, are now. As, 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 in, as in, if someone comes minimum, in with X amount, right, they, yeah, can, they yeah, can go. Um, so I'm not privy to that, so I don't know. But um, I, I do. I think we're. You know, I know Les said a while ago that everyone's for sale, and I agree with that. You know, we've got to be prudent. We've got to cut our cloth accordingly. I think if they did get, you know. 12, 15 million for Eze, then the urgency to sell Bright and all the other other guys w- wouldn't be as much. The difficulty we've got is whether Bright uh, and co sign another contract. Because I think at the moment, it's we've got the year option on him, hasn't it? We, we took, but. Um, yeah, there's nothing long term in place. And basically, if, any, if a player wants to move, they'll get the way eventually, you know. It's, it's, yeah, exactly. It's, and also, once a player knows that there's big clubs sniffing around, yeah. then it becomes really difficult. I think yeah. that's the reality with Eze right now is Palace came in in January, it wasn't right, but he knows he knows he's a good player, right? So he will be expecting something in the summer and you don't want to force someone to stay against their wishes. No, I, and, I, and I wouldn't. And I, and I think, you know, as long as we don't win the playoffs, of course. Um, but, uh, <laughs> in which case, that would be interesting. Yeah. But um, supposing that doesn't happen, the unlikely event that doesn't happen, I wouldn't want to... Wanna, um, stunt um Eze's development you know if he if he's due if he's ready to play in the premier league then who are we to stop him really we don't want the snowball effect that someone goes and some thinks oh actually he's gone why must I win? yeah and that, I, I mean? think that is Do you know that, what I mean? that like, was always going to be a big consequence i think of this season is because naki wells was always going to go yeah. Eze was likely going to go but we weren't necessarily thinking about bright say samuel that much now we're obviously starting next season probably without uh, all three of them and Hugo, who knows where he'll be uh, will we want to loan him again i don't know so that's a, that's going to be a weird scenario mm. for us and it'll be interesting how the club try and push on from where we might end up this season yeah. when you haven't got those tools at your disposal it's quite a tricky balancing act for the club i think to move forward from this it's all very well selling your best player Wait, what do you do after mm. that? Effect? And actually, maybe um, we're going to become victims of our own success this season. If we end up finishing something like 11th, really, that's much higher than we ne- might deserve. Yeah, absolutely. And then next yeah. season, when we end up being 16th, it'll look like a massive, you know, backwards yeah. move when actually we probably will have a squad that's not as talented as the squad we have now. I'm just hoping that Warburton. I mean, he's obviously alive to all this. They must be. They must be looking at potential replacements. They must have. You would hope they would have people lined up, particularly for Eze. I mean, very difficult player to replace. Um, but uh, and Bright likewise. But you, 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 and, and obviously we've got people up, up and come, coming through the ranks. We've got people like Smith, Smith with a Y coming back next season. You know, if he's good enough. Um, so 
I wouldn't feel too deflated about the future and we'll have money in the bank so we might actually mm. be able to sp- spend some some money on someone <laughs> yeah. for once um, but I think with Eze as well he's in the under 21s and you know footballers talk to each other they all know what X, is, uh, X and Y are on at Southampton or wherever they're at um, and although he's such a nice fellow he would never publicly say anything I bet in his head he's probably yeah of course and I always look at when you talk about values of players I always look at James Madison, who Norwich sold for 20 million quid. Now, do we think Eze is at that same level that Madison was when he was at Norwich? Because that's, that's the value we're talking about. And that was a couple of years ago where there was probably more money than there is now a wash yeah. with dipping into the league's He's below. He's got a lot of... I mean, I can't remember the... So either 12 goals and 8 assists or 8 goals and 12 assists. I can't remember which way around it is, which isn't very professional. It's, he's got double-digit goals. Yeah, so. so it's 12 and 8, I yeah, think. Um, yeah. Which, OK, isn't 19 and 19, which Tarab got. But it's not a bad return for a midfield player who, you know, hasn't you know hasn't been his best in every single game. And, and he's basically been... He's, he's pretty much played in every single game, apart from an odd FA Cup or League mm. Cup, I think. Um, but, yeah, I, th- I think, you know, I, I'm just blessed to have all these players with us this season and I think this season we will look back on this very fondly wherever we finish because we've been we're, we're the third top scorers in the league and we've conceded the second most conceded so it's it's, it's been quite fun I mean uh, for me this has been the best season for four or five years and my son may have just really enjoyed coming you you might not win but you've enjoyed coming haven't you yeah uh, I think that is the thing why do you go to football to be entertained yeah, exactly, and it's, hit, it's hitting that mark. Anyway, sorry, you were saying Barnsley. I was no, just no, 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 no. <laughs> that was a good sidetrack. It was a good sidetrack. And uh, it's something I know we we kind of talk about a, a, a fair amount, but it's, it's another way of reminding people how kind of special a couple of these players are at the moment and how we need to make the most of these last few home games if they end up happening or they no. might be behind closed <laughs> yeah. doors. So Barnsley, yeah, haven't lost back-to-back since 1950. Obviously, we've got a pretty good home record against them as well. There's been some big wins at Loftus Road against Barnsley over the years. Do we think that even if it's not behind closed doors, there might be a few people who don't turn up? Because on the weekend... The, the attendances were a little bit affected. There were quite a few, not just... Oh, uh, I see what you mean. Yeah, I didn't In terms, uh, across yeah. the whole Football League. I know at Wimbledon, there were lots of um, lots of conversations around me in the press box about people whose family weren't coming to the game because they were a bit worried about coronavirus. I know Emirates was uh, pretty empty, even for Arsenal standards <laughs> at the moment. So, um, yeah, I, I'm a bit worried as we haven't had the best attendances this season that that could even drop a little bit more especially like with an older fan mm. with maybe underlying health conditions yeah would you, would you I don't know would you come would you not come I, I mean I, it wouldn't matter to me I'd, I'd go whatever but. yeah I th- I'm the same I mean I mean, it, it does probably look like I'll have two rows to myself instead of one <laughs> on, on Saturday but uh, yeah no I, I, you know I've got kids as well of course you do you know you know you've got to be for me uh, i'm not going to go on about coronavirus again but yeah of course you do think about it and but i but you know i would just ask the question do you want to come yes daddy okay you're coming (laughs) that's that's fine and we think it's going to be an easy win off of uh, a six game qpr you're talking about i mean it could be uh, the classic qpr banana skin but yeah i'm I'm hoping yeah i'm hoping we we put in a good performance and I'll, i'll go I'll go conservative 2-0, but hope for a bit more. Oh, he's going that. for a clean sheet as well. Yeah, <laughs> man, yeah. I, I'd like to think 2-0 as well, to be honest. Uh, you'd like to think that we've got too much for them, really. I think a clean sheet would, for me, be 
the biggest aspect. I, I, I would love a big win like we had against Cardiff and Swansea, but I just really want to get a solid clean sheet because some of these performances over the last couple of weeks have been really deserving of clean sheets and we've sort of wasted it a little bit. The Derby game, I think, should have been a clean sheet. Birmingham game, they were tough, but we had opportunities as well. So I think it'd be really nice to get a solid two or three nil win. Um, We've actually um, got the joint highest best record at the moment. Us and Leeds are both unbeaten in six. Yeah. So we're in in form. Yeah. uh, And it's going to be a really interesting and slightly exciting slash slightly weird end to the season, even for QBR standards. <laughs> well, it is. If we, Like I said, I mean, all jokes aside, but if we do win the next two and results go for us, it is if we suddenly go into the Fulham game and we're only three three points off the playoffs. It's nice which, to be looking up. Which could happen then, you know. I mean, it's sod's law that in the, the day of the playoff, and this, <laughs> this never bothered me before because I was always like, yeah, it's ridiculous. But I suddenly thought... I'm on this family holiday of a lifetime in Disney World. Uh, did you not look at the fixtures this week? Well, I didn't, did you, I, you never block that out? I didn't, I didn't book it. And then when I saw it and I, I realised the date, sort of, I think it was probably during a bad slump, but I was like, oh, well, that won't. But all of a sudden I'm thinking, oh, my God. But, yeah, so I'm going to be bloody gutted to miss that. But hopefully the kids will have a good time anyway. Don't uh, worry, my I'll, brother was yeah. on, on a job in Australia when we won at Wembley in, in 2014. So don't worry. Yeah. We, it won't be happening, so you'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather it did happen. I'd much rather <laughs> it happens. And, and you, know, you miss it. Oh, no, I won't miss it. I'll just let the, they, they can just, you know. I'll, oh, you're going to play that? Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll see him four days later. Yeah. No. <laughs> Would you actually do that? Well, I, I, I could do that. that but yes. I, think, I think I'd be minus my testicles when I came back. So, yeah, maybe not. Um, I feel like we're really flying through. I don't know if that's just me worried about getting coronavirus. Or, no, it's uh, you worried about it because you've got to play football. I know, I am. You've already got, am, your, you got, you, she's got, got my kit on. I've got my fo- footy gear on already. Yeah. Uh, Jeff, sending uh, off. Jeff Cameron. Oh, I thought you were calling me Jeff no, then. <laughs> fe- feisty, feisty Jeff. Yes. Uh, that's his 10th yellow of the season. Yeah. He does love picking up yellows. Do we think we're going to miss him? Only a one-game match ban, but we've got an abundance of midfielders I don't at the think, moment, I don't think it seems like. Him. We shouldn't miss him, should we? I don't think. Not. Not on Saturday, I don't think. I mean, we normally, if we were playing a, a Leeds or someone, I think mm. we'd miss him. But I, I don't think we should miss him on, on Saturday. No, I think he's done really well. But I, I, I do think we've got enough players who can come in and cover that. Um, and, yeah, yeah I, 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 I think miss him in the sense that he's a good player and he's been doing a decent job. But I think we should be able to plug the gap. Um, how many games? Is it just one game, Banner? Was it? Yeah, just yeah, one okay, game. Yeah. Um, I believe, and uh, but yeah, he does like. Uh, but then, but but I quite like that. But there's a, there's this weird stat that we're the most fouled team against, yeah. you know, or something yeah. like that. And three, we've got three of the three of the top ten most fouled players in the championship, and yet you play all these teams, and it's we seem to get yellow cards left, right, and centre. I know Cameron deserved his, but and the other teams like it, it, they don't seem. Is that just me, or they don't seem to be picking up as many as we do? Well, maybe we're going for the sort of Man City approach of tactical fouls, yeah, and everyone it, it goes yeah. around the team because Bright's got uh, an exceptional amount of yellow cards. I think he's on eight or nine, is he? and he always seems to just pick up a couple cheeky ones here or there, just yeah. slowing the game down. And I think you know it's worked for Man City, so uh, why yeah, not bit, give it a go? Bit of game management, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. You got you know <laughs> you got to do it. Sometimes, you got to play you? within yeah. the rules and do the best you can well we've been definitely been shy of that in years gone by haven't we but, exactly um, you need a bit of nastiness yeah uh i've already sort of found myself to ours end chris uh, if you feel like we've missed something please step no, in i as don't think i don't we were think both so prepping on our yeah just prepping here, on the so. tube i don't i don't you know i don't think there's any um 
any any glaring uh, errors there. Cause it, it was a very good pod last week, by the way. Um, finally managed to get to listen to that. So if we do half as well as that, then I'll be happy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have two R's end, although I think one of them you're going to touch on anyway, which is the Tiger Feet. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I, I, I um, can just yeah. last week I seemed to say that it would only take about an hour to walk from uh, <laughs> Craven Cottage to Loftus Road. So I was being a bit optimistic then. So, mate, do you have some more updated timings? Well, um, it's well, obviously, it's it's slightly annoying that the kickoff's been pushed back to twelve thirty. Yeah, um, you, we normally aim the walks. Normally, we leave at nine, get there for like two ish, and obviously get get them time because Finney will be whinging if he doesn't get in the in the pub for a pint before the game. <laughs> Um, but I think we're going the, like the long way round. Um, so it's a 10 mile walk. Um, so I'm guessing we're leaving six in the morning or something Ouch. stupid. Yeah. Six? Yeah. It's t- as long as 10 miles between Craven Cottage and Loftus Road? No, that's, that's, what very, I'm, that's what that's I'm saying. That's very scenic. They're, they're doing the route so that it, so that, oh, you know, so that it, I see what you mean. It makes it 10 miles. We're, make, we're doing it the long way round, oh, basically. Oh, I see. That's so, why. Okay. <clears throat> so that's, so that's what it is. Yeah. We're not just walking along the canal. That's what I, thought. <laughs> I was like, I don't understand why it's taking so long. In which case we'll be in the blue anchor for like four hours before, <laughs> yeah. before kickoff. Sounds um, good to me. But yeah, 21st of March, um, so if anyone is prepared to get up at an earthly time in the morning, please um, look at the QPR website for details and register. And if you go, if you Google Virgin Tiger Feet 11, that should take you to any fundraising page. And um, this, this was actually part of my RZN, but I'll finish off that and you can go back to yours. But um, big shout out to for um, Liam Kelly, uh, who, got, who did some stuff with the kids. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know, it's the kids team with Down syndrome. It was there last week on the five-a-side pitches, doing some stuff with the kids, putting them through the paces, doing the drills. By all accounts, he had a really good time. The kids really liked it. So I'm hoping that um, coronavirus permitting, et cetera, et cetera, <laughs> is a theme to this podcast, that um, some of the some more of the players can do a few bits um, in the couple of weeks leading up to it. But it's all for a very good cause, and it all goes to the kids, goes to fund their trips abroad, um, days out with other kids, and they've brought in things like tennis and all sorts of different activities which have all been funded by the stuff from the money that you've all raised so thanks very much James oh, the arse end. I picked up the evening stand tonight did we see how uh, Charlton are getting on it all oh, seems it it's seemed, all unravelling quite quickly yeah, isn't it, doesn't, it doesn't seem to have lasted very long this no. happiness does it no. I mean it's all kicking off in the boardroom money, talks of people taking money and living a lavish lifestyle talks of money not actually going into the club who knows what's going on but Aren't you glad you're not them, really? Oh, it's not often you can say <laughs> that, mate, is it? And we've got them next yeah. as, as well after Barnsley, haven't we? That's what I'm saying. They're on paper two winnable games. In fact, I think Fulham are the only. And West Brom, obviously, last game of the season. Hopefully, they'll be on the beach then. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Fulham, the only team in the top ten. I think yeah. we've got to play before the end of the season, um, which could work for us, could work against us, but. We haven't had a great record with uh, Derby, so have we? No, but I th- in fairness, being at Fulham for the first game, we were very unlucky not to come yeah. away with anything. I mean, we should have been three points at yeah. the very least. One, um, it was just one of those. It was just one of those. Yeah. Unfortunately, Brentford. Well, I just don't talk about that. But, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, the downside to Forest, like you said, of not being able to fulfil, fulfil fixtures, is uh, might enhance Fulham and uh, Brentford's promotion That's bid. True, so, actually. careful what you wish for, Flo. <laughs> Uh, a bit of housekeeping as well in my eyes end. We had our beers tonight sponsored by Matt Riley. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, Matt. Chris is Thank enjoying a, a San Miguel. Yes. It looks very cold as well. It looks lovely. It is very cold, yeah. And uh, Darren get... Fisk, uh, thanks to Darren, he sponsored the episode tonight. And he has the following message. 
He says, this is my small way of saying thank you to all the team for giving up their time to keep all QPR fans updated on news and events at the club. As an ex-season ticket holder, this podcast helps me feel part of the club and I appreciate that. Long may this podcast continue. I hope many listeners feel the same way. Thanks very much, Darren. Very, oh, very geez, nice Darren. words. Oh, me cheers, right Daz. Yeah. Uh, yeah, very, very nice words. And thanks to everyone as well who um, gave us some really nice comments about the podcast last week. It was pretty much all the work of uh, Raul, Clive and uh, Paul. Who, oh, come on, Flo. They, yeah. uh, they put in all the hard, yeah, all the hard graft. Yeah. Uh, and I also, my other Ra's end is... Um, Olamide Shadipo, oh, yeah. who I discovered uh, last week, also has a love of High School Musical. And I feel like I've never been happier to find oh. this out. Because I thought I was the only one at, Q- at QPR who would uh, have such a love for something so sad. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it was a bi- I was a big fan of High School Musical in my teenage years. And he retweeted uh, a, a video of a little reunion and said, like, big up my High School Musical fans. So, wow. me and Mide. Mate, me and you... Me, you and him should, should have a meet-up. Yeah, we should have yeah. a little sing-along. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, Let's get him on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. we <laughs> try, should. Try not to talk about it for the whole uh, 45 <laughs> minutes. But, yeah. You'll be getting involved in the sing-along. Chris, well, yeah, so I would out. do if I knew any of the words. Uh, uh, <laughs> you can do the actions. Yeah, is, is that the one with... Wait till you get to Disney World, mate, then you'll find out. Oh, God, no. Oh, Lord. Yeah, <laughs> I told you I won't be there, so... Yeah. <laughs> be at Wembley, mate. Well, that's, I think, it. Really. Oh, no, I've got my eyes Oh, you've end. got yeah, yours yeah, Oh, you've yeah, got so, another eyes end. I forgot. Yeah, in the absence of Finney, I thought... I'd have two. Um, no, there's a. This is a yeah, slightly off the wall one. This, but there's a, we're having a bit of done up work done on our house, and there's this um, one of the builders is a fella called Andy King, not the Andy King that used to play for QPR. But um, anyway, it turns out he's a massive QPR fan, unbeknown to me. It's actually my cousin who's doing the building, and he's one of his mates. So, um, and he'll now only drink out of QPR mugs, of which thankfully I've got. I've got Jamie Mackey. <laughs> Ten. Yeah, I've got quite a few, um, and I've got, in fact, including one like eighties legends that Dave McIntyre. I've got a nineties legends one, one. Yeah, yeah, with like Sinton, Ferdinand, all yeah. those. Well, on this it. is eighties legends that Dave McIntyre got me in a secret Santa one. So oh. How random is that? But anyway, so Andy's nickname at QPR is Jesus because, um, like, back in the I don't nineties or whatever, he, he used to have really long hair, long beard. Um, and he sort of played up to this role. And he was telling this morning that a, a game against Man City must have been at Main Road years ago. It was a must-win game. And he turned up and he got a blue and white hoop shroud made to wear. And he had oh a blue, my God. and he had a, a, a papier mache blue and white hoop cross, which got t- taken off him <laughs> outside. <laughs> And then they, had, we, they, we had a penalty against us. And then someone says we need a miracle. And he stood up, put his arms out right <laughs> like that, and our keeper saved the penalty. <laughs> Unfortunately, they got the rebound. But then we went on to win. So he's claiming, he's claiming, uh, yeah. I think he said it was a game that uh, that kept us up that season. <laughs> so big shout out to Andy King, aka Jesus, who's doing building work on my house. And there'll be a cup of coffee in the eighties QPR mug for you first thing in the morning, mate. Why is he stopped going to games? We still need QPR no, he's, Jesus. He's still going to the games. He's just not going. As Jesus, why we he, need he's, that? Well, he's he's getting a bit older now, and he's got his, his hair. What are you saying? His hair's gone. Is no, it? he's long. He's still got longish. He's like shoulder length, and his beard, but his beard's trimmed. But yeah, maybe I'll tell him. To, I'll tell him when I see him tomorrow that the podcast has demanded he brings back the Jesus. If look. there's any chance of you cancelling the Disneyland trip and getting to playoffs, we need QPR Jesus. Yeah, in the stands. okay, I will relay that to yeah. him first thing in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> so now I think it's officially. It. That's it. I think yes. that's there's no any other business. No, James, anything? Uh, can I just uh, give a shout out to my son? Is that yeah, right? of course, please. Uh, yeah, uh, I do feel slightly uh, sorry for him because um, he played football on Sunday, but before the game, he was fooling around and said, oh, My foot hurts, dad. Oh, you'll be right, run it off. 
Yeah, he's spoken. I made him play oh. through the whole game with a broken foot. Yeah, how bad? Bad parenting. What a hard How did he break though. his foot? He was fooling around. He said, he, I jumped off and did a 360 and um, I felt it twinge. I said, all right. Me being obviously, oh, you'll be all right. Yeah, yeah made him play. And then, and then I made him do cricket training in the afternoon. So, oh, yeah. Competitive dad. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll thank you later when he's playing I'll tell for you England. what, mate, though. He's, he's a hard nut. He had a good game as well. But Stuart Pearce, he ran off a broken <laughs> yeah. leg once, didn't he, in a game? So, yes. Yeah, so uh, what's his uh, name? Uh, Luke Mabley. Oh, so. Luke. Get, get well, well get soon, well soon mate. mate. So. Don't sorry, listen to what your dad yeah. says again. <laughs> sorry about your dad. <laughs> Well, thanks everybody. Uh, you know, keep uh, keep your money coming in for the cables. Um, soon we'll get a whole new laptop for Harry, um, and uh, yeah, hopefully we'll have a big scoreline at Barnsley this weekend. Absolutely, brilliant. Come on, you Wales. Come on, you Wales. UPR, UPR, Rangers.